the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith with the Cutting Edge Christian Apologetic Ministry addressing the issues and the challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Have you ever felt like your life is more akin to a war zone than a tranquil oasis? Well, if that's you, fear not. There is hope. Hope for you, because tonight we are bringing you part 13 in our series entitled Peace in the Battle. We all hunger and thirst for peace in a world that's just uh, convulsing with turmoil. Oftentimes, when we hear the word battlefield, we quickly envision a literal battlefield where bombs are going off and machine gun fire is all around. Soldiers are running. People are screaming. It's nothing but chaos. But have you ever considered that there is an intense battle raging in your thoughts, raging every day? Things are bombarding our minds. Messages are constantly flowing through media, family, people. We look out our window. We see the trouble that this world is having. But don't despair. There is good news. There's good news in the midst of the battle. But you say, Brother Gary, what is that good news? I'm so glad you asked. If you want to find out what that good news is, well, stay tuned for this and much, much more. For we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for that uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be encouraged and blessed by the teaching and message tonight. Peace in the battlefield. And, you know, I want to say this by way of introduction. You know, when you look at uh, Luke chapter 10, I would encourage you to look at that sometime. Luke chapter 10. You know, when Jesus got ready to uh, send out his disciples, uh, he had the 70 go forth and others two by two. And he said, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. And one thing that he says in this chapter, Luke chapter 10, that I think that most Christians, including ministers, have failed to pay attention to. And I want you to make a special note of this as I bring it forth. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10 and verse 5, this is what he says, and into whatsoever house ye enter, notice he says, first say, peace be to this house. First say, peace be to this house. That's a powerful point, peace be to this house. Why did Jesus say that? Because he is telling us, encouraging us, that before you go to anyone's home, 
the first thing that you should say before you enter is peace be unto this home. I was listening to a message by Dr. Charles Stanley on TV, and he actually brought this up and said that uh, when he read this verse of Scripture, he had to ask the Lord to forgive him because this is something that he had not practiced in his own life. And I remember in the day that I had to ask for forgiveness too because I had not uh, practiced this as I went forth to people's homes. This is an important thing for us to do because we're talking about peace, right, uh, in the battlefield. And there is so much, uh, uh, so many problems in homes today. And, you know, you look at these uh, different uh, Ds. You talk about division uh, in the homes today. Another D, there is divorces in homes today. Another D, domestic violence in homes today. Another D, dangers everywhere because people are dying in their homes, taking drugs and suicide. And uh, we think about Robin Williams and many others. And even another D, which is death. All of these Ds that's going on in homes, and it goes back to, I believe, Luke 10 and verse 5. Please do. Make a note of this. Luke 10 and verse 5, that the first thing that you should do, Jesus said, before you enter into people's homes, is to say, peace be to this house. Now, I'm encouraging you to practice that in your own life, whether it is a Christian home or a non-Christian home. Make that a practice in your life to say, peace be to this home before you enter into it. Maybe you need to even say that regarding your own home as well, because the devil can get into anybody's home, whether you're a Christian or not. Now, we talked about in the body of this message, we're talking about part 13, there are five ways you can be affected when you lack the peace of God. Five ways you can be affected when you lack the peace of God. Let's look at these five ways by way of review. And I'm just going to tap into this quickly. We talked about, number one, spiritual affliction. Spiritual affliction, and that's something due to the fact that we're not uh, being in the Word and prayer and being accountable, and it opens up the door towards the second affliction, which is emotional affliction. And then the third one is mental affliction. And then the fourth one, which I want to build on uh, tonight, is physical affliction. Now, under the this fourth one, which is physical affliction, uh, is that there are seven ways we can be afflicted Uh, with this physical affliction. Now, let me kind of lay out these seven points under uh, this physical affliction because Satan works with all of these afflictions in one way or another, and sometimes uh, God would allow these things to happen too. And if you look at Psalms 119, 
and study the whole chapter, one of the longest chapters in the, the Bible, Psalms 119, David kept saying that I'm being afflicted over and over. I think he says it about three or four times. I've been afflicted so that uh, I would stay in the Word of God. So sometimes God will allow afflictions in your life so he can get you back to the Word of God, get you back into prayer, get you back into uh, fellowship, get you back into trusting God, get you back into humility, get you back into the things that God wants you to do. So seven ways we can be afflicted. And number one, under this fourth point, is sleepless nights. And you talk about troubled minds, troubled hearts. And Satan is in the business of stealing away from us our sleep. And also, I believe that a lack of peace will steal your sleep from you, too. Without God's peace, you will be tossing to and fro in the bed. A lot of people, even in churches, uses multitude of drugs to knock them out at night rather than letting the peace of God knock them out. Amen. Drugs is not the solution to the problem of finding peace. You see, you've got to get to the root in order to bear fruit. And we see that in the Bible, a classic case of somebody having a sleepless nights was the King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 2 and 1. Uh, he just could not sleep until the Spirit of God came upon Daniel and was able to prophesy to him and minister to him, and then he was able to find that peace. You know, you just can't find no peace and rest unless it comes by God. You can try everything under the sun. It's just not going to work until you work it out with the Lord. Number two, the second thing that uh, afflicts us physically is irritation. Now, troubled hearts without the peace of God is easily provoked and irritated. Little things, little words, little actions will easily disturb us into irritation. And these irritations can be acted out in many different ways. These irritations can cause some people to be killers and murderers of other people. We see this all over the world, even in churches, even in schools today, even in the workplace. People being irritated can cause other people to get angry and say words and things that they may regret or may not regret. Somebody looking at them, they think that they're looking at them the wrong way, can irritate some people. These irritations can cause others to respond inwardly on a negative level of isolation and not wanting to be around people, even family members, even church people, even the community, even your job, and you get into a quiet spirit never saying anything to anybody. That's what that irritation can do, and Satan works on us. But when you have the peace of God inside you, it doesn't matter what people do because Jesus said to love your enemies and pray for them that despitefully use you. And when you're into spiritual warfare and understanding that, you're going to be looking at the spirit behind the people rather than the people themselves because it tells us any. Ephesians 6 and 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. You know, 
you got to be mature in dealing with uh, irritations today, or it can drive you to the grave. It can bring sicknesses on your body and up on your mind. Number three, the thing that fits under this physical affliction is eating disorders. This is also a physical sign that the peace of God is absent or gone. People seeing you eating without control or gaining a lot of weight is a sense of something is troubling you. You got to get to the underlying core cause of what is troubling you to eat nonstop and to gain a lot of weight. Eating disorders do cause other problems like high blood pressure, heart attacks, strokes, nervous breakdowns, and people being tired all the time. So eating disorders do cause other problems and should be checked by God, doctors, and even possibly by accountability groups so you can deal with the addiction that's causing you to self-destruct. And, you know, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And next time, we will deal with number four, which is uh, the, this fourth physical affliction is a sign of a lack of peace of God, is the, is the absence of the peace of God that leads to suicide. You know, when you don't have the peace of God, the devil can work with your mind and tell you to end it all, end it all. And you need to understand that according to the book of Revelation, Revelation 21 and verse 8, that it says murderers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I know that there are exceptions with people that got extreme sick minds, but God will judge that as well. So we need to understand that suicide is against the word of God. And it tells us in the book of Job, Job said, the Lord giveth, the Lord Taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He has the prerogative to give life and take it, and it's not your right to do that. It's not your right to end your life or end the life of somebody else. And I think about Robin Williams. He didn't have the peace of God, didn't talk to anybody because he had Parkinson, and, and he when he got that, he just had fallen apart. You know, when you go through various problems in life. That's the thing, the joy about having the peace of God. It will sustain you and maintain you, whether you have cancer, Parkinson, diabetes. It doesn't matter what you're going through. The peace of God will maintain you and sustain you. And uh, Michael J. Fox, who was a good friend of Robin Williams, he was so distraught over the fact that he killed himself. He committed suicide because Michael J. Fox has Parkinson too. And he said, he, Robert Wood is a good friend of mine. I wish he would have talked to me so I can encourage him. But see, that's how the enemy works. He gets you into depression and then isolation and fear. And the next thing you know, he starts to whisper into your thinking processes and he'll tell you to end it. And you remember Jesus said in John 8 and 44 that Satan is a murderer. And he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we need the peace of God. And Jesus said, I'm going to say this and I'm done. Jesus said in John 14 and 1, let not your heart be troubled. Jesus said in Matthew 11:28 28 and 29, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's what we need. When you have that rest, you'll have that peace. 
And then Jesus said, be anxious for nothing through the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4. Be anxious for nothing but in all things through prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Make your requests known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Our hearts and minds need to be guarded. And only the peace of God, Jesus' call in Isaiah 9 and 6, the Prince of Peace, call upon him tonight. Repent of your sins, turn to him, and he will give you that peace that passes all understanding and guard your heart and mind from doing destructive things to yourself and to others. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. All right, all right. So if you don't have peace, if you're anxious about everything, that's a good indicator that you haven't spent time with God that you're not in right relationship with the Lord. If everything worries you, if everything disrupts your life, if everything has you up pacing the floors at night, you don't have peace. You don't have Jesus. You need to take a stand today. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Give us a call. If you need prayer, we want to pray with you. If you have questions or comments, You know, as I mentioned before the broadcast, many of you are walking around without peace. Many of you are worried about literally everything. Anxiety is choking you. You're fearful. You can't sleep. All that stuff can be remedied by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and allowing him to bring peace into your life. If you are a believer and you're experiencing the same symptoms I want to caution you because that tells me that you haven't been spending time with the Lord. That tells me that you haven't been in God's word. That tells me that your relationship with the Lord is waning. We need to constantly every day spend time with God every day, spend time in God's word. And that's where you will find peace. That's where you will find wisdom. That's where you will find joy, strength, courage, direction, all of these benefits from being in God's presence. God created us for relationship. He wants to spend time with you. He wants you to spend time with him. But when we don't do that, the first thing that leaves is our peace. Next thing you know, everything bothers you. People in your household bother you. People on the job get on your nerves. People on your job get on your last nerve. The boss gets on your reserve nerve. Pretty soon your nerves are frayed, <laughs> as afraid as you are. <laughs> but all kidding aside, we have the ability to, to spend time with the Lord and receive that peace. It's that simple. So I want to encourage you, if you need peace, give us a call. If you've never accepted the Lord as your Savior, give us a call. The number is area code well, it's the number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight. Three six seven five three two nine. If the lines are busy, don't give up. Keep keep trying to get in. We'll get you in before the end of the broadcast. We also want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for contending for the faith. Without your diligent prayers, we would never have been on the air as long as we've been on the air. Thank you. We appreciate your prayers. Continue to pray. Be consistent in prayer. We also want to thank those who have partnered with us financially over the past two weeks. Bruce, Jackie, Gail, uh, Mary, June, Alfred, Jerry, and Nancy, William, David, Carol, Scott, Bunny and Bailey, and C.R. and Charles. We really thank all of you who have been faithful 
and giving to this program in order to keep it on the air. It's, it's important. It's, it's critical. It's mission critical that you partner with us financially. It is a listener-supported ministry. And without your support, without your consistent support, we can't continue to do the things that we need to do. It costs 400 a week to stay on the air, and we need your help. You know, we need about $160, is it now, Dr. Butler? I believe that's right. Uh, to mm-hmm. to uh, be able to make our bills for next Friday. So we want to encourage you, if you've been uh, faithful in listening to the broadcast these many years, but you've never given, then we want to encourage you. Now is the time to step up to the plate and hit a home run for contending for the faith so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do. You know, um, who knows? The Lord may bless some of you to include contending for the faith and as, as a legacy, as part of your, your will. Um, a lot of ministries are, are receiving that kind of blessing as well. Um, but there's so many ways that you can continue to support this ministry. And the easiest is, you know, send a check or money order to contending for the faith. It's Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go onto your computer, your laptop, your tablet, smartphone, and click on and go to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. Click on the Donate button, and boom, away you go. It's that simple. And so we want to encourage you. Help us to keep this broadcast on the air. Help us, Lord, to, to continue to, to be a blessing for time and eternity. And, um, you know, month of June is going to be pretty busy for us, as, you know, a lot of folks are very busy during the summer months, and we are no exception. And especially Dr. Buckner, June is his big month. May was my big month. <laughs> <laughs> I just celebrated my 63rd birthday and my 39th wedding anniversary, all in the month of May. So it's been a busy time. Uh, My wife and I went on vacation for a 10-day cruise, and we've been really blessed by the Lord. And now it's Dr. Buckner's turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dr. Buckner will be um, out of the studio for the next two weeks because it's going to be his birthday, and he got married on his anniversary, right? That's correct. So I can't forget my uh, anniversary in case it was on my birthday. There you go. You'll never have that excuse. (laughs) You are without excuse. (laughs) You can't slip by that one. That's so true. So you're getting ready to celebrate 48 years with your lovely wife, Nancy. That's amazing. It is. And we're going to be also going uh, down to Bakesville to uh, visit my mother, who's turning 93, and so we're going to celebrate her birthday as well. So it's going to be a busy time, but we're looking forward to the vacation, but we're looking forward to also coming back and uh, getting back into the studio. So we ask everybody to be patient with us and keep us in prayer. So for the next two weeks, we'll be back uh, June 22nd, but for the next two weeks, we'll have the best of contending for the faith. So continue to tune in, listen. Uh, you won't be able to phone in with your questions, but you will be able to tune in and continue to receive the teachings that uh, Dr. Buckner has prepared. So it's, it's important that while we're out of the studio, don't forget to continue to pray for us. Don't forget to continue to support us uh, through your uh, financial giving as well, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And let's get to our callers. 
All right. We're, we have first. I believe it's Alfred. Alfred. How are you doing, Alfred? Uh, I'm not doing too bad, Dr. Buster and uh, Gary Bell. Well, talk to us. I, What's on your heart, brother, so we can uh, lift you up in our prayers? Exactly. I would like some prayer. Um, my uncle's wife passed away, so I like prayer for him. And I don't I can't remember if I called in, but my dad passed away on July the fourth of two thousand eighteen. Yeah, you and did call mother, in. You did call in regarding that and we, we lift you up in prayer around that. Uh huh. Yeah, and my mom is kinda still taking it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. I just like prayer for my uncle and my mom and I'll take I'll take it off the air. Well, thank you so much for calling in and Thank you also for your uh always your letters to us as well as your uh you know you know your donation as well. We appreciate that and also for praying for us. So we'll lift you up in prayer right now, Gary. Let's do that. Yes, Lord, we just thank you for our brother Alfred and we just know that you are the God of all comfort. And with the same comfort you comfort us, you would have us to comfort one another. And so Lord, we just pray for the comfort of his uncle as well as his mom. Um, over these over these losses, Lord God, we just pray that you would stand with them and affirm them and encourage them that you, Lord God, would speak life into their hearts and comfort into their minds and spirit, Lord God, that they would sorrow no more, that they, Lord God, would look to you and, and see that you care for them and that you love them and that you are with them, Lord God, that they would no longer have to to feel that same sorrow, but Lord, we just thank you that you have a, a, a they they have Alfred to encourage prayer for their lives, and, and we also pray for Alfred as well, Lord God, that you would help him through these 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 troubled days when we have to have these anniversaries of the of times of loss, and uh, I, I I'm experiencing the same one with my mom passed away the same this time last year, and so these things come back. And sometimes they hit us out of left field, and we feel that same sorrow. But help us to know, especially if they, if our loved ones knew you, we'll see them again. And that there'll be a time of great reunion and great uh, fellowship, and, and we will sorrow no more. So, Lord, we thank you, praise you, and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Kerry, for that prayer. And Alfred, thank you as well, and we will keep your family in prayer. Uh, around this situation, and remember that uh, what uh, the enemy intends for evil, God will bring good out of the situation, and don't let your heart be troubled. You just uh, get that peace of God and uh, pray for the rest of the family around that as well. Mm -hmm. All right, so who do we have next, Brother Vince? (laughs) Let's see. All right, let's go to Brother Rick Who's been waiting patiently? How are you doing, Brother Rick? I am blessed. How about yourself? We are, truly, we are truly blessed, and uh, we trust that you got encouraged by the Word tonight. I got encouraged, and I got challenged, uh, too, because uh, a lot of those things are applying to some of the struggles I'm having right now, too. Mm-hmm. Reminds me, I need to get closer to God as well. Amen, brother. That's a good, so, that's an important thing right there, and... What's on your heart tonight? You have a Bible question. I have a very, I have a very interesting Bible question, and it's been, I've been wrestling, I've been wrestling with it, and uh, I need help. Okay, and what do you need help with? 
Okay, I'm reading John 3.13. Mm-hmm. And can you so, read that? you have your Bible? I have that right in front of me. All right, but right. why don't you read it to us? Okay. Come on, come on out. I can read, read it if you'd like me to. I'll read it right here. All righty. No man has ever gone to heaven except the one who... who no man has, one. has ascended up... T- to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So you want you want uh, some uh, uh, an understanding of that. You want an understanding of that. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I have. I, I read that, but I also read that uh, that also uh, two men went to heaven as well. Mm-hmm. We have we have Elijah. So how do we reconcile that, or is that, is that an alleged contradiction or whatever? Well, that's a very good question, and this is a scripture that has somewhat uh, puzzled some people uh, in the churches and outside the churches, and let's try to take the fusion out of confusion here. And we want to encourage people to take notes on this because this is something uh, really important for you to know uh, when it says, when Jesus said, through John, that no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. It almost sounds like it's an alleged um, contradiction, but it's not, you know, and because when you think about uh, Enoch, he went to heaven as well as Elijah. So what is Jesus actually saying here? I believe that he's saying several different things here. Uh, Number one, I believe that he's saying that uh, no one has gone to heaven and has uh, come back and been able to communicate the revelation that he has communicated. So that's, that's for openers. That's the first thing, that he went to heaven. He's the only one that's gone to heaven, and he uh, has received the revelation. He was in heaven before he came, and then he came back, and then he went again, and nobody else has ever done that and brought back the revelation. So this verse of Scripture is powerful in the sense that it divides Christianity from all of the religions of the world and the cults of the world today that try to argue that they received a revelation from um, God and and this is what the prophet Muhammad said from Allah uh, in 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 heaven, and this is what uh, Joseph Smith received from his God, and then you could go on and on with the Jehovah Witnesses and other cults, and also false religions under Buddhism and Hinduism. Uh, well, this separates this this scripture here separates the revelation that Jesus uh, came to bring from all of the. Uh, religions and prophets, so-called prophets of the world. So that's the first thing. He had a unique revelation. He was a unique person that went to heaven and brought back a revelation that no one else has ever done. The second point is this, that he is the only one that has ascended up in an immortal body. So Elijah and and Enoch went up you know, but they did not receive an immortal body and been able to go up and come back. 
Jesus is the only one that has done that in the immortal body. So these are the two things that uh, stands out with this verse of Scripture, and hopefully I've shared, shared some insight with you on it in the Spirit of God. Uh, a thought that came to my mind, too, which uh, might be in addition to that, too. They did not, Elijah and Edith did not go up under their own power. They were taken to heaven. Yeah, they, 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 were, they were taken, but the, the, that's, that's true. But the point is here is that uh, Jesus uniquely went there in an immortal body, and as well as he uniquely came, went there, and was always there, and then he came back with a unique message. They've never experienced anything like that in their experiences. So that makes Jesus uh, say that no man has ascended up to heaven but he that came down from heaven, because his message was unique, his revelation was unique, and no one else is able to do that and compare to that. So that's the point that is Jesus is emphasizing, and from an immortal standpoint. Amen. All right. Would you like to have some prayer before we uh, let you go? Yeah. Give me a prayer. I'm on a session focus my prayer on my sleep. Mm-hmm. And I like, I, like, I like to focus my prayer on my sleep on this show round. All right. Okay, well, we can have Gary to uh, pray around that. All right, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We always appreciate his spirit. Lord God, that you're giving him a double portion of your spirit of joy. And Lord God, in the, in the midst of all the things that he he deals with, we just pray that you would bless him to be able to sleep at night, that you would calm his spirit, his mind, his emotions, we pray, Lord God, for that perfect peace which surpasses all understanding. Guard his heart and mind through Christ Jesus, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you also continue to bless him physically, that you would help him with the things that he, the challenges he has in his life, Lord God, whether it's a Parkinson's or, or diabetes, Lord God, whatever he's dealing with and, and, and however he's dealing with it, give him the grace to deal with it, Lord God, and continue to bless him with over an abundance of joy in the midst, Lord God. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Rick, Amen. thank you so much for your your call, and we, I guess that sounds like a commercial it does. Uh, music, so we better get to it. <laughs> uh, it is time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Again, i got to reiterate, if you don't have peace— you may not have Jesus. You need to give us a call. If you, do not, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we want to introduce him to you tonight. Tonight. Now is the appointed time. Give us a call. The number is 1-888-367-5329. Maybe your life is turned upside down. Maybe your life is in turmoil. Maybe things are, the bottom is literally falling out of things. Give us a call tonight. We want to pray with you. We want to help you through this situation. And we want to give you the answer. And the answer is Jesus. We'll be right back with more Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Let us know what's on your mind. If you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. If you have questions or comments, if you need peace, we want to introduce you to the Prince of Peace. He can give you that peace that you so desperately hunger for. If your life is turned upside down, if there's turmoil and confusion, 
He's the one that takes the fusion out of confusion. He's the one that brings peace to the turmoil. He's the one that gives answers to the questions. His name is Jesus, and you need him in your life. He's, your, he's our Savior, and he's the Prince of Peace, and he wants to bring peace to your lives. So this is mission critical, especially if you call yourself a Christian and you're walking around and you don't have peace. That's, that's an indication that you're not spending time in the Word, that you're not spending time with the Lord. It's, it's so critical uh, for you to maintain your relationship with the Lord. He created you for that very reason. So we want to encourage you tonight to get that peace that, that God is able to give you. Uh, once again, we want to thank those of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith. And we want to thank those of you who have partnered with us financially. This is a, mis- a listener-supported ministry, and we need your support, especially right now. Uh, need $160, I believe, by the end of the week, and we're just trusting God for that and much, much more. We need uh, folks to step up and to continue to bless this ministry so we can continue to do what God has called us to do here on Contending for the Faith. There's two ways you can give. One, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second, simply go on uh, line to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, hit the donate button, and bam, away you go. Uh, you'll be a blessing for time and eternity by what you give to this ministry and ministries like it, where lives are being touched, where people are being uh, given reasons and answers for your faith. It's so vitally important. So continue to pray for us and continue to be consistent in prayer and consistent in giving. Um, We are again going to be out of the studio for the next two weeks. Uh, Dr. Buckner's birthday and anniversary, as well as uh, his mother's turning 93. So there's a lot of celebrating and a lot of moving around happening in the next two weeks. And so we're going to take those two weeks and give you the best of contending for the faith pre-recorded messages. So I want to encourage you to listen, but you won't be able to call in, but that's okay. Continue to listen, continue to be blessed by um, the messages that will be provided and continue to pray and continue to give. We'll be back in the studio uh, June 22nd. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements. And let's get right to our caller. All right. We're going to Jackie. Welcome to Contending for the Faith. How are you tonight? Jackie? Yes. How are you doing this evening? Good. How are you? We are truly blessed and highly favored in the Lord. And how about yourself? I think I'm that, too. Well, (laughs) praise the Lord. And and, uh, it's good to hear your voice. And what's on your heart tonight? Okay, I had a question about dancing in the church. I found a scripture that said, keep thy feet in the house of the Lord. But now I can't find it. And I wanted to know if you knew where it was in the Bible. Yeah, it's it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. So it's in Ecclesiastes uh, 5 and verse 1. Okay, thank you very yes. much. I have not been able to find it again. Yes, okay, and, and, and I had a prayer request. And let me just say something on that quickly, too, as well. Oh, good. Uh, when thank it you. says to keep thy foot, uh, you know, that's what the uh, King James Version says, but the NIV uh, also adds to that by saying, uh, guard your steps uh, in the house of the Lord. So 
is basically saying that, uh, you know, we need to walk uh, in a way that is pleasing to God and to guard the way we walk, not only uh, outside the church, but also inside the church, because we can walk in the wrong way, even in the church as well. And the issue is a heart issue, because if our heart is right, our feet will be right. <laughs> so that's right. the that's the bottom line to it to it all right there. And uh, right. yeah. So anyway, um, and as far as dancing is concerned, you know, David danced, but the spirits are always subject to the prophets. You know, God is not the author of confusion. And when you see all of this stuff going on, like slain in the spirit and, and people wasn't in the house of the Lord, was he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was dancing in the house of uh, the. Uh, the Lord sometimes, and sometimes outside. Oh, I thought it was outside. Yeah, yeah. When his wife saw him. Yeah, yeah. Would, he would get excited I in the house. Outside. Yeah, outside, and then he gets excited sometimes inside. Uh, that uh, David, the Spirit of God, moved on David in both ways, and so. Uh, but the 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 issue is is that David always did it in a controllable spirit. It was not something out of control. Uh huh. Yeah. So because I noticed, I noticed um, that a little boy was dancing in the church, and it says this: the elders encourage it rather than keeping thy feet in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully well, that's helped you. Yeah. Everything should be done in order. In order. You know, that's the thing. Right. If if things are chaos in the church, people are doing something that. Is disruptive. That's a whole other thing. But uh, you know, there's a time and a place for certain things, and and we in right. uh, you know we need to make sure that it's done uh, appropriately. And the type of right. dancing, type of dancing is is also uh, important. You know, <laughs> we want to make sure that it is it is proper, respectful, and and, and it's not right. Um, right. Yeah, and, and well, also the co-pastor of the church that I attend was dancing last Sunday in the church, and then they she said that her body had been attacked. And I was just wondering, I said, oh, Lord, have mercy, please, because that might have been why her body was attacked. Yeah, you know, a lot of times uh, people are in the flesh when they do mm-hmm. things. They're not in the spirit. Yeah. And when you're in the spirit, there's going to be a sense of, control because the spirit of god right. is uh, subject to the prophets and it's not going to be an out of control thing like these slain in the spirit things that you hear with the word faith teachers and counterfeit revival with people getting knocked all over each other and dancing crazy yeah. uh, you know it's yeah. always a thing where the spirit of god you know it talks about in galatians 5 that one of the fruit of the spirit is self control. Right. <laughs> so, so right. when when you yeah. anytime you you talk about dancing, uh-huh. you have to always mention Galatians five and twenty two because right. one of the fruit of the spirit is self control, and self is not going to be out of control in a church. It's the bottom That's line. That's right. And David could okay, praise I God. I had a prayer request. Yeah. Okay. What's your prayer request? My prayer request is for my son-in-law. His name is Lonnie Elbert. He's in prison. He's been in prison for 30 years. But this month, he has a hearing. And they're hoping, well, I think they said he may be released. So I'm just hoping and praying that 
his hearing will go well, and he will be able to come home after 30 years. In wow. Prison. You said his name is Lonnie or Ronnie? Lonnie, Lonnie. L-O-N-N-I-E. Okay. Wow. Well, let's, right. let's take that to the Lord in prayer. Let's do that. Lord, we just pray for Lonnie, Lord God, that your favorite rest mightly upon his case. Lord God, your word says that you're an advocate for us, and we, we pray that, that that you would advocate in his behalf. You're like no other defense attorney ever walked the face of the earth, and there's no trial that you couldn't win or, or, or a situation you cannot defeat. And we pray right now that your favorite rest mighty upon Lonnie, that after 30 years, Lord God, you would find mercy. He would find mercy and grace, Lord yes. God, to be to be released. Yes, and uh, we just pray that you would move on his behalf and and give favor to him in this situation. We pray also for peace, Lord God, for our sister right now. That you would just give Jackie that peace to know that you're on the case, that you're moving, and that your will will be done. We thank you, praise yes. and give you the glory thank in Jesus' you. name. Amen. Thank you. Well, thank Jackie, you thank you so much God. for your call and appreciate it. And keep us in prayer and we'll do that for you. All right. Thank you. Yes, I will. Alrighty. I do. All righty. Okay. God bless. All right, Brother Vince, what's up? Brother Cece has been waiting patiently. Brother Cece, how you doing? How you guys doing? We're blessed. We're blessed. We just got a few more minutes. Let's get to your question and uh, what's on your heart i want to ask you a question in um, romans chapter 4 verse 3 okay what you have your bible there yes i do okay why don't you read that it says for what for what said the scripture abraham believed god and it was counted unto him for righteousness yeah good good uh good scripture and good uh passage to bring out well you know when you look at verse 3 you have to look at uh verses 1 through, uh, you know, the whole context. What shall we say then, verse 1 of uh, chapter 4, that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he had whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the Scripture, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. In other words, what Paul is doing here is showing a comparison between works uh, and faith. Because there's a lot of people today who believe that uh, you have to work your way into the kingdom of God. You know, we see this with cults, we see this with false religions, we see this with legalist uh, groups, and, and we have it all around us today. And Paul is shutting that down and simply using Abraham as, the, uh, as an example and use the word accounted, and you know, and the word accounted is a powerful word because it refers to being imputed and uh, imparted. Well, I'll talk about that later. But I hear the music. What we're going to do is pick up this question that you have next time we come back, and so make a note of it. And I want to elaborate upon it, and then we'll give you a chance to. Uh, call in first, and then we can get uh, to that because I want to spend some time on this. But thank you for your call, and keep us in prayer, and we'll do that for you and your family. All right. Thank you. You got it. God bless. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. Um, Please keep us in your prayers until next time as 
We get, once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. We just want to remind you, next two weeks will be the best of contending for the faith, and we'll be back in the studio once again live on June 22nd. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 